just can't get enough. On Perth 6PR, this is Money News with Carolee Katzenbarnas. Everyone and welcome to Money News Thursday night on Radio 6PR Live and Local. A reminder that coming into studio shortly is the one and only Nick Bruning, independent financial planner from NetPlan. So get your calls ready. He's very, very popular. One double three eight eighty two, or you can text zero four eight seven triple nine eight eighty two. And don't forget, Nick is very happy to be asked questions on anything finance related. He gives great advice. He's very popular every week. But we're going to talk about accessing your superannuation early. However, the pitfalls in doing so. We're going to chat about a whole heap of other things too. Nick's always got stuff up his sleeve. But there's always something interesting in the world of finance. We'll have a bit of a chat about the jobs figures that were out today as well. Now, as I said, another one of those big economic items dropped today with those jobs data, with that jobs data, I should say, being released and unemployment slowly creeping up. Came in at 3.7% for the month of October, 55,000 people finding work in that period. But the devil is often in the detail with just 17,000 of those jobs in full-time positions. So is this another sign of our economy slowing? Or Diana Moussina, Deputy Chief Economist for AMP, will talk about today's figures and the impact for Western Australia a little later in the show. And those jobs numbers, well, they really didn't have much of an impact on the share market today. The ASX 200 closed down the day, 47 points or two-thirds of 1% to 7,058. The Aussie dollar has come back a little bit from yesterday, just below 65 US cents. Owen Clare, Senior Investment Advisor for Shaw and Partners Financial Services, joins us for the market wrap around 7.35. But as I said, up next, Nick Bruning. So get those calls ready, one double three eight eighty two, or text 0487 992. You're on Money News Radio 6PR, part of the Nine Radio Network. It's 12 minutes past seven. Money News on 6PR. Thanks to Centre West, insurance brokers for business performance. On 6PR Money News, let's talk to Nick Bruning. Got to wait for the ding at the end, don't we? (laughs) Love it. Nick Bruning, you're always a highlight of our week. Ah, thanks, Carolyn. How are you? I'm well. Isn't it? I'm loving this time of year. There's the two best times of year. Yes. And now and April, I reckon. The weather. Yeah. Beautiful. It is. It's fantastic. It is good. Now, also, though, this time of year, a lot of people, we know that the Christmas holiday season Mm. is just around the corner, but there's also a lot of people that are, you know, a lot has happened this year with cost of living, Mm. interest rate rises. People with, as you say, with weather, they're perhaps thinking about retirement, they're you know, weighing things up and they're they're having a look at their superannuation balances. There's lots going on, Carolee. Yes. So it, this time of year is typically when we see a lot of people that perhaps work in the teaching profession, those sort of stuff, look at retirement because that's that sort right. of sinks in with the end of the yes. uh, the calendar year when, when the schools go on breaks, obviously. So that's, that's a, a common time. But look, one of the really interesting things that's happening at the moment, and I think this is the sort of the effects of those ongoing interest rate rises, which we talk about yes. pretty much every show, um, and that is that people are now really starting to feel the pain. Now, speaking to some financial counsellors of late, mm-hmm. they're telling me that their calls have gone up, you know, quite spectacularly, which is not a good sign of what's going no. on. And um, I might just mention the, the good service they provide. It's absolutely free to people that are finding themselves in, in strife. Um, 1-800-007-007. 
1-800-007-007 is the National Debt Helpline. Now, it's, it's, I, I wish they'd change the name to something like Financial Counselors because it, it, that's what they do and they can help people not only kind of sort out the paperwork and the budgets but actually be an advocate for you, to go to your lenders on your behalf and say, you know what, um, our client's having troubles here and what sort of arrangements can you come up with? And, and people might not realise that under the Consumer Credit Code, Every lender is required to come up with some solution if they're finding a client in distress. So it's not a case of, bang, we're going to stand around, you know, the debt collectors and all those sorts of things. If you're on the front foot, Carolee, there's Mm -hmm. a lot that can be done. But that said, we're seeing from the super funds a lot of inquiries about people taking money out of super. So, you know, it's all good. We, We often speak about putting money into super and claiming a deduction, all those fun things. But there's a lot of people that are now looking at their superannuation balances saying, you know now, what? Now, of course, yes, <clears throat> during COVID though, people yeah. were given the option. And that's right. And so in those days, and many of people remember, if you had a reduction in your working hours of mm. 20% or more, you could access $10,000 from your super in 2019, 20, completely tax-free. And, uh, and a lot of people took it up. What was interesting though is what people used that money for. Now, some very sensibly paid off debts and all the rest of it. But do you know that 14% of the money that was taken out of super was spent on gambling? Um, really? Yep. It was uh, blew me away, some of the statistics on how That's that money sad. was being used. That was repeated the following year. So you ended up being able to take out $20,000 from your super. And people still like the idea that they can go and get the super and use it for whatever. Now, I was going to say, sorry, we we talk about, you know, we, we well... We, we don't laugh, but, you know, people buying toys, jet mm. skis, all this with the super. But there's a lot of things that you've brought up this week as well that a lot of people are accessing super for medical and dental purposes, but yeah. it's not necessarily necessity. Well, look, I think that if, uh, you, if you've been in an accident, you've had terrible burns or injuries and stuff and been severely disfigured, um, if you've got, like, really bad teeth and it hurts to eat, all those really fundamental things. To me, they're, I'm calling them no-brainers, you know. You should be able to access things like superannuation if you're that desperate. But what we're seeing, Carolee, is, and I've called it the industrialisation of access to super. And mm. and you've got um, organisations out there that are assisting people to get money out of super for, there I say, nip and tucks, right? So... And, you know, you, you literally Google cosmetic surgery superannuation and it'll take you to all these You've websites. brilliantly about well, it. Well, they yes, just kind right. of assist you to get in to, to get the money out. And, again, I keep stressing, I'm not saying for the people that genuinely need it that, you know, it's it's, it's there. But I tell you what, the impact of taking twenty or thirty grand out, even $10,000 out for a 27-year-old, on a reasonably good super fund that earns about 7%, that's going to cost them one hundred and fifty grand in retirement. So it's a case of sort of compounding interest that you're missing out on. So I just urge people, it's there if you need it. Um, the normal condition of release for people is when they get to 59, if you cease work with no um, with no intention of returning to work, you can get at your super. For most of us though, and, and we're in a generation where it'll be 60 years of age, if you cease work, you can get your yes. super and then it's tax-free. But for anyone else, it's kind of like desperate financial measures. No, if you've missed a car payment and the credit card's late, that's not a trigger. But if they're about to foreclose on your house and you've had the letter from the bank saying we're seizing your property, you can release money from super to make make some of the payments. No, you can't pay out the loan, but you can get some money out of super for that. Um, <clears throat> you can get money out if you need urgent medical treatment, as we mentioned before, but that also applies to one of your dependents. So if your partner's very unwell and you need to modify the house or need to take them to treatment mm. overseas, you can access your superannuation for those purposes. But I have to say, you've got to go to the tax office. Yes. So it's not a case of just ringing up the super fund and, you know, going nuts because they're not going to send you the money. They they can reju- they can release money under a very strict 
um, requirement, which is financial hardship. And for that, you have to be on Centrelink benefits for 26 weeks. So if you're not on the dole uh, for basically half a year, they're not they're not allowed to release the super fund. So the ATO is the is the organisation that determines whether you can access your money. And as I say, they're and very strict. two medical certificates need to be Well, provided. for that stuff, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. And one from the specialist and one from a GP. But you know what? This industry that I mentioned before, um, if your GP that you've been going to for 20 years says, you know what, Nick, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. That's okay. They'll find a GP that will uh, will assist, which I, I just wonder about that. I'm sure the GP goes through the proper process and asks the questions, but mm, you wonder. You do, don't you? You wonder. You do. And I guess it's something that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, no one would ever have thought of something no, like this. No, I mean, there's, there's listeners listening to us now going, that's my money. It is. It absolutely. Is. But it's there for your retirement. A bit different not for to wanting your teeth whitened and to actually needing exactly. a, a proper procedure. <laughs> exactly. And, but, and let me tell you, Carol, that I've had people that come to us who've had a very modest life, you know, mm. with lots of bills and kids and all that sort of stuff. And if it wasn't for the super, and that's what they look forward to, they've now got, you know, half a million bucks in, in super. And they say to me, oh, this would never have happened. I would never have been able to do this if it hadn't been coming out of my pay automatically. I would never have had this sort of a lump sum for my retirement. And they're absolutely stoked about it. So, you know, yes, it's there, but um, don't forget the future. <laughs> You'll need it. Yeah, and, and that is, and you're quite right. And, um, you know, you give really good advice. I'd love to hear, have any of our listeners, have you actually accessed your superannuation early? Did you access it during the COVID period? Have you perhaps been able to put the money that you took out back in? Are you waiting for a medical procedure and you actually do want to to withdraw it? But I mean, Nick has made some incredibly important points today that if you're in your 20s, it's going to cost you 150 grand yeah. down the track in retirement. And yep. we all know that at 27, 30 years old sounds you oh, know, sounds old. That's so goodness <laughs> knows what 60 sounds like. But it is important though because we've mm. all, we've all been there. We've all been that age, and you know it, there's different different perspectives on things. But give us a ring one double three eight eighty two. Send us a text zero four eight seven triple nine eight eighty two because we'd love to actually hear whether you've actually received some of your superannuation money for mm. something that you may need it mm. for. Yeah, it um and look as I said, there's plenty of people out there that would uh, would you know, needed it and, and good luck to them that they got it. Carol, something yes. else that's going on and on the other end of the spectrum almost is um, is aged care. Yes. Now, um, for people that don't know, when you get to a point in life where you're no longer able to look after yourself, you often have to put someone into an aged care. It's often mum or dad or yes. grandpa or whatever. Um, the way the system works is this. You, you, there's two parts to it. There's the daily cost of looking after someone, which is mm-hmm. the daily care fee, and that's actually linked to the age pension or the rate is. How much you pay is dependent on how wealthy you are. But the other part, which is the most expensive, is the accommodation cost. Now, many people remember this thing called a bond. Well, it's changed now. It's called a refundable accommodation deposit. And what most facilities charge is up to about $550,000. Now, for that, you'd expect a room with an ensuite and whatever. If you don't have those means, you could get a, a shared room with a shared bathroom in an aged care facility. That might be one hundred and fifty, two hundred grand. But the way the system works is if you come up with a rad in full and hand it over to the institution, <clears throat> when you eventually leave that place, and the obvious reason is that you pass away, all that money comes back to you, or not back to you, but back to your estate and is distributed to the kids. So they they don't miss out. What they don't pay is any interest on it. So it's an interest-free loan effectively to the institution, right? Now, here's the thing. If you can't come up with a full amount, let's just say that your rad is 550 grand and you can get together um, 450. Yes, 450. Makes maths easy. What then happens is that $100,000 is multiplied by a thing called a daily accommodation rate. Now, 
This is a number that's set by the government. It's changed every quarter. Let me tell you that two years ago, that DAP rate was 4%. So if you were $100,000 short, you would be paying $4,000 a year towards your accommodation. Divide that by 365 days, it was about 22 bucks a day, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what's happened. The DAP rate has gone through the roof. It's now up to 8.15%. So it's more than doubled where Gee. it was two years ago. And now that means that the daily accommodation payment you'll have to pay if you move into aged care now is much, much higher. So, look, this is one of those things where you probably need to either, you know, see a planner, yep, yep net plan, whatever. Netplan.com.au. Yes, thank you. Yes. Or Centrelink themselves. They have some terrific staff there that can help people look at the numbers and work out what the best deal is. But um, we're, we're now saying that for most people, it's, if you can, raise the money and, and pay the rat in full because if you're paying 8.15%, that's pretty steep. And, sure um, is. And, you know, that's it's for life. So it's, uh, it that's is. the problem. Well, look, I know you're very you're very fair and you're, you're very, um, well, not that you're shy. Objective. You're, you're very humble <laughs> oh, and objective. Right. Yeah. But you're here and, you know, your company is netplan.com.au yeah. and, just and you're we an do. independent financial yeah. planner, which, of course, we have said many times means that out of... 15,000 legally independent financial advisors in Australia, one of 300, and you're you're not linked to any product or well, product manufacturer. what we so like to do... say it as it is. We like to tell people the strategies rather than products, right? Yes. So good advice is actually about knowing the system and that's it what is. we're about. And look, for people that, you know, perhaps they don't want to sign up with it, that's fine. We actually have free newsletters that we send out. There's one coming out this weekend. Yes. And uh, if you've signed up, then at least you're going to get that. And there's really good information about UK pensions we've spoken about on this show contributing money to super That's we right. spoke about on this show it's all there for free you just go along but register. also i can say you won't spend 45 minutes on hold waiting to speak to nick Bruni <laughs> and his team and you might in center you might with centerlink oh well we've all yes. we've all had to ring centerlink yes, yes. we've all had to put it on speaker I've, I... I've done a load of washing in a basket of ironing <laughs> when i've been on hold do you know my but latest my latest foray into big organizations is the bloody banks the banks. Oh. Now, I'm going to let you have your, have your word about the Two banks. Two-minute rant. I'll let you have a rant, but we've got Ruth. Oh, Ruth. Well, let's go. Okay, Ruth, you. far oh, away. Right, here we go. So she says, hi, Nick. I'm 62 years mm-hmm. old. I've just taken some money out of my super. Yep. It's part of my unrestricted, uh, non-preserved funds, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering if I'll need to pay tax on this and if I should keep aside some of... Well, she said some of our for tax. I don't know yeah. what she means. No, some no, of no. Our for tax. Some, some of the money of for tax. Some yep. of it for tax. Great question. So the great, great question, news, Ruth. Ruth, is that and she if, says thank you. Yep, yep. The good news is that once you hit sixty years of age and you come out of a tax super fund, which is pretty much every super fund except in this state, Gold State and West State, they are the, that's the scheme for state public servants, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in any other scheme in this state or nationally, pretty much. Um, it's what's called a tax superannuation. The good news is not one cent is taxable. So that's one of the great benefits of hitting 60 years of age. From that point forward, you don't pay any money at all on money that comes out of superannuation. So the good news, Ruth, is you don't have to put it on your tax return. It's just ignored. Centrelink don't assess it as assessable income if you're over, you know, if, if you're a pension age, even a disability support pension. So it doesn't count. Which Do you is think why that will No. Okay. No. There's, do you Good. know why? Why? There's Tell too me. many silver-haired devils out there that vote. Well, there you go. <laughs> now, listen, listen. I'll let you have your little rant well, look, about I just, the biggest. So, well, get it off your chest. Personal experience dealing with my mum's affairs, I hold an enduring power of attorney, right? Yes. Here's my message for the big banks, and I'm talking about the big four. Okay. Right? 
improve your systems for people that are caring for someone that someone else, right? Yes. I had a situation where with one of the big banks, we needed to transfer some money. I hold an enduring power of attorney. I've got the authorities, all that sort of stuff. I went to the bank yes. to yes. set it all up. I want to transfer more than $5,000. You've got to visit a bank. You've got to visit a branch. Well, if there's one that's open near me, I would, but, you know, you like it's a two-hour expenditure. Well, ex- thank you, Carolee. Oh, no, no, we've got to see the paperwork again. But the again. thing is, but I've this been is in the, the paperwork. bank before and they say to people, if yeah, you've got yeah. to do it on yeah, the app, yeah, no, do no, it no, on no, the no, 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 we've got to see the form again. But I did it last week. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's the rules. I mean, it's just outrageous. So, and then you're dealing with some mob in, you know, big Melbourne or yes. Sydney or whatever. Look, um, just from personal experience, uh, if you're getting to a stage in life where you want to simplify things and and, uh, and get rid of the obstructions, can I thoroughly recommend you consider local smaller banks and operations because at least you're dealing with humans um, and they know you when you walk in. Hello, Nick. You know, there's you nothing go. that beats it. And then you say, oh, yes, no, that's fine. We've set that all up and then it's a lot easier. There you are. Well, there's end of rant. End of rant. So look, well, we know it'll get picked up on media monitoring. Well, let's so hope big so. Banks, big banks, big yes. banks. They can listen to the podcast. I've looked through clients. I've experienced with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the same. Well, thankfully, thankfully, you're not all the same. <laughs> you are an individual, and we love having you here on Money News with all your advice. And we want to thank you very much for doing that. And look, just to mention to people again, if you are experiencing some financial difficulty the National Debt Helpline, as Nick said, 1-800-007-007. Good advice and uh, Google Financial Counsellors as well. That's There you go. Great advice from our 007. There he goes. Nick Bruning, he'll be back next Thursday evening. It is 7.31. You're on Money News on Radio 6PR. We'll be back after this. Money News on 6PR. Thanks to Aware Super. Aware Super's My Retirement Planner is super helpful. Visit aware.com.au. And welcome back to Money News 25 to 8 and it's time for tonight's market wrap. The ASX 200 was down 0.67% to 7,058. The Australian dollar 64.8 US cents. Gold is trading 1,992 US per ounce. Bitcoin 54,920 Australian dollars. Iron ore $133 US per tonne. No change. Now the good performers today. Cromwell Property was up 6% to 43 cents. Intellectual Property Company IPH was up 2.9% to $6.94. Grain Corp was up 1.7% to $7.55. Beef Grazing Company AA Co was up 3% to $1.36. A2 Milk was up 0.53% to $3.82. Iris was up 3.3% to $5.79. Aristocrat Leisure, that was up more than 2% to $40.41. And ResMed was up 1.7% to $23.32. Now, not doing so well today. The energy sector was amongst the worst performing. It actually was the worst performing. Santos dropped 1.9% to $7.06. Woodside slid 0.8% to $32.10. Sonic Healthcare dropped 4% to $29.23. Financial services company downgraded market expectations AMP was down 15.7% to 86 cents. Resolute Mining was down 3% to 36 cents. And Parenti Global was down 5.7% to 98 cents. We're joined as we are each and every Monday and Thursday by Owen Clare, Senior Investment Advisor for Short and Partners Financial Services. And on this Thursday evening, good evening to you, Owen Clare. Good evening, Carolee. It was a little disappointing to see the ASX give up so much of yesterday's gains, but one company that certainly didn't help was AMZ Bank, but they went ex-dividend. 
for 94 cents today and their shares fell 82 cents and that drop alone accounted for seven points of today's fall and as you were speaking about energy companies were the worst performers there was a report out of the u.s that showed that their inventories of oil and gas were at much higher levels than was expected so shares in woodside and beach petroleum fell and Santos had problems of their own with ongoing delays in getting approval to build a pipeline to their Barossa gas project north of Darwin. Their shares fell 1.9% to $7.06. Qantas were in the news again today and again for the wrong reasons. This time they were found guilty of unlawfully sacking a safety representative. Back in the start of COVID, he told customers to stop cleaning planes that had come in from China if they felt unsafe to do so. It's the first time that uh, work health and safety laws have been tested in the criminal court. Qantas shares fell 1.1% to $5.33. The agricultural company GrainCorp announced a decent full year profit today of $250 million. It was lower than last year, but it was still above what was forecast. And what investors did like was they were able to keep their dividends steady at 30 cents a share. Plus, there was a $50 million share buyback that was announced as well. Grain Corp shares were up 1.7% to $7.55. Treasury Wines seem to be on a bit of a buying spree at the moment. They bought a vineyard in New Zealand today for an undisclosed price. That's on top of the billion-dollar purchase of a Californian winery announced at the end of last month. They're still hoping for the removal of Chinese tariffs on Australian wine. They'll be hoping for that to come sooner rather than later. Treasury shares closed today at $10.75, and that's five cents below the $10.80 offer price, which they're currently uh, giving to current shareholders to pay for their recent purchases. The Commonwealth Bank are selling their Indonesian bank interests for $220 million. That's uh, an investment that they've had up there since 1997, but CBA want to focus on Australia and New Zealand. So CBA shares today were a fraction stronger. They improved 14 cents to $102.29. And AMP gave an update on their banking business today, which the share market really did not like. They want to expand into business banking to small and medium-sized businesses. And to do so, they've decided to launch an app, but they may have been way too late to that party, I suspect. AMP shares fell 15% to 85 cents. And the ASX was up 99 points yesterday, but we fell 47 points today. Hopefully we can pick up some of today's lost ground tomorrow. And just, thank you. And just in the last 25 seconds before I let you go, a little segue. Someone moving into another area as well announced late this afternoon, Andrew Forrest with Fortescue is moving into asset management in New York. Yes, he's going to start a new business called Fortescue Capital, which will be an interesting uh, diversion um, from everything else that's going on in his um, life. Uh, He's got some very high profile and high powered people to come on board and help manage those funds. So hopefully that'll be a a big success for him. But uh, he certainly seems to be a very busy individual, Andrew Forrest. I'm sure you will get a call from him very soon, Owen (laughs) Clare. He could well do with you. Thank you very much for joining us here on Money News this evening. Thanks, Carolee. Have a lovely weekend. There we go. And that is Owen Clare, Senior Investment Advisor for Short and Partners Financial Services. It is 20 to 8. You're on Money News Radio 6PR, part of the Nine Radio Network. Money News on 6PR. Thanks to Bankwest Term Deposits. For more fruitful returns, visit bankwest.com.au. T's and C's apply.
And welcome back to the show. One double three eight eighty two is our number. Zero four eight seven triple nine eight eighty two is our text line here on Money News, and you can also email moneynews at six au. Well, as we have discussed, the unemployment rate came out today. It increased by zero point two percentage points to three point seven percent in October. And what this sort of means is that the employment did increase by fifty five thousand people, but the number of unemployed people increased by. 28,000. To break it all down for us, we're joined as we are by a great friend of the Money News Program here on Radio 6PR and also across the Nine Radio Network, Deputy Chief Economist for AMP, Diana Musina. Diana, good evening. Good evening, Carolee. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much. Well, look, an interesting day yesterday and today. What I'll do is, as always, you break it down so well for us. So I'll let you kick off and actually show that, you know, what it actually what it actually means because, you know, while the Australian jobs data remains resilient, this is a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, it did look like a mixed bag because on the one hand, employment rose quite strongly, but then the unemployment rate went up as well. So how do you marry the two together? And the reason that the unemployment rate went up is because the number of people participating in the in the labour force, so the participation rate, rose back to a record high. And what that means is you need more people being employed just to keep the unemployment rate unchanged. So that's why we saw an increase in the unemployment rate. But the overall statistics today still show a labour market that is very strong and has been extraordinarily resilient, really, to the increase in interest rates that we've had since May of last year. I've been extremely surprised that the unemployment rate hasn't reached 4% already. Is it likely to, um, you know, the next time the figures come out, is it likely to increase to 4%? And also, how how are we faring here in Western Australia? Well, generally, in the next 6 to 12 months, we expect a further increase in the unemployment rate, so weakening in labour market conditions. And that's really because all the forward-looking indicators of jobs growth, things like job vacancies, uh, labour hiring intentions from businesses, and job advertisements, they're all pointing to weakness in jobs growth, which I think will lead to a higher unemployment rate. But in the next few months, you know, we could see a, a, a slow increase in the unemployment rate. Things don't always move in a straight line, though. The unemployment rate might go up a little bit and then come back down. The RBA themselves think that the unemployment rate will average at about 3.8% in the December quarter. So we're at 3.7% right now, may get a little bit further an increase, but not significantly higher, probably until the middle of next year. In terms of Western Australia's performance, I mean, all the states have actually performed incredibly well in the post-COVID recovery. There hasn't really been a, a, a laggard. Um, or we've seen very strong jobs growth across all the states and the unemployment rate falling quite significantly across all the states. In, West, in Western Australia, the underemployment rate is actually one of the lowest that we have in the country and below the national average. And the participation rate is also incredibly high in Western Australia and higher than the national average. So in terms of the strength of the, of the labour market in Western Australia, it still it remains incredibly strong. You've been across um, Australian media today making some very informed comments and um, with, with lots of analysis, which is terrific. I noted that you've said, um, you know, today's figures that have come out, they don't provide enough of what you call a smoking gun for a follow-up rate hike at the December Reserve Bank of Australia board meeting. And it also seems to be the market reaction as, you know, the Australian dollar fell after this data was released. Now, in terms of yesterday's wage figures, 
how does that sort of marry up as to as to what may happen regarding the rates for you know the RBA to consider for next month, but also when they meet again in February next year? Yeah, look, I don't think that the data that's come out recently provides any. I guess, yeah, that smoking gun or any great need right now to hike the cash rate again. I mean, personally, I don't think that the Reserve Bank should be hiking rates further, but I can understand why they're worried about the inflation outlook and why they increased the cash rate again in November. I just don't think that we've given the data enough time to show the lagged impact to households, which, which I've spoken to you before about as well. I'm quite worried about the outlook for consumers next year. I mean, yesterday's wages data was pretty much in line with expectations and the RBA's own forecast. Today's data shows that labour markets are resilient, but the forward-looking indicators aren't as strong. It doesn't really change anything. There's no need for the Reserve Bank to hike rates again in December. And before the next meeting, we do get some more monthly indicators, but today's labour force figure and yesterday's wages data was probably the most important in that monthly suite of data. So I, I don't think that there's going to be any anything new that we learned before that meeting that would that would change my view that a hold likely in December. There is definitely the risk of a hike in February after the next quarterly inflation data, which is out in the very end of January. February has been historically a month where the RBA has moved interest rates up or down after, you know, a break in January and then after the inflation data. So it is a risk for February, but it's not our base case. Before we let you go tonight, it's probably not, what's the word, in your bailiwick, so to speak, but um, we should say, and we will speak to you uh, a couple more times before Money News comes to an end for the year in the next few weeks. But as always, there is that threat. This is a very difficult period now, December, January, February, for a lot of Australians and a lot of families. Just in general, people will be worried about what the RBA may or may not do in December and also February. I would just say from the, you know, from an average punter, an average consumer, I'd like to just urge listeners to just be mindful of what they're going to be spending over the next three months, not telling anybody what to do, but just to be aware that there are a lot of pressures out there. There is a lot of unknown. We know from the Money News Program in the last year on Radio 6BL, we've had lots of great correspondence and feedback from listeners that when they hear from experts such as yourself, just to say, listen, it is a time for celebration, but people do need to be careful with what they're spending and they just need to just be mindful of that as to if there is a potential rate hike next February. You don't sort of want the want the adage of people saying, look, I can't afford it now. Who cares? Let's just go crazy with a credit card. Could you just perhaps give some informed comments for our listeners just to remind them just to sort of be a little bit careful over the next few months in the holiday season? Well, the the overall environment for consumers that have a mortgage is incredibly difficult. And the I guess the problem that the RBA faces is that it's trying to set monetary policy and interest rates for the whole economy. Now, not everyone in this country has a mortgage. About a third of households don't have a mortgage and don't rent. But for those households that rent, we've had some very significant rental increases in the past 12 months. Rental growth is running about 8% year on year for and that's you know that's average. If you've if you had to re-sign your rent, it's probably a lot higher than that based on where growth is for new rentals. And of course, if you have a mortgage, your mortgage repayments have probably gone to around um, a record high as a share of income. When 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 we look at the national statistics, I can certainly say from experience that uh, mine mine have as well after rolling off my fixed rate. So it's important for people to be mindful. You know what interest rate are they paying? 
on their home loan? Can they get a discount? Can they ask their lender for a discount? Are they going to be rolling off their fixed rate in the next 12 months? Because we know that there's still you know, about 55, 60% of households yet to roll off their fixed rate in the next year. And just to think, just be mindful that your mortgage rate will be two to three times what you probably fixed it at. Now, that's quite, that, that's quite a big shift. And then I guess also to take advantages of any potential sales that we have on now before the Christmas period, like Black Friday, because if you know that you're going to be spending money for for gifts, then um, it's better to to get them on sale. And uh, there are a lot of sales going on, and I, I think that that's important for consumers to to keep in mind as well, because the next six months I think will still be quite challenging for household debt. We may see some interest rate cuts next year, but it's definitely not a given. Um, because the RBA is quite concerned about the inflation outlook. I'd like to see some rate cuts, but it's it's not a strong probability. Diana Moussena, it's always lovely to get your wisdom and expertise on our Money News Program and across the Nine Radio Network. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you, Carolee. And there we go. That is Diana Musina, Deputy Chief Economist from AMP Australia. Some really good words of wisdom. We often hear from our listeners that when you're driving home and you're listening to the show or you listen to the podcast afterwards, that little reminders like that really do hit home. No one is trying to take away Christmas spirit or holiday spirit from anyone, but it is just one day. And the worst thing that you want is that credit card bill or a whole heap of things that go on with the RBA in February. And you look back to what you're spending now and you just think, I will wish I hadn't spent as much. Some people, as we know, don't actually have that ability, but they don't have that ability as in they don't have money to be able to spend. But just just be mindful. Anyway, you're on Money News on Radio 6PR. one double three eight eighty two is the number. 0487 is the text line. We'll be back after this. Money News on 6PR. Thanks to NAB. NAB's business bankers are experts in more than just money. NAB. More than money. There we go, and more than radio. Wonderful Todd Johnston comes into the studio for the <laughs> night shift, 8 o'clock until midnight. Good evening, sir. I'm How still, are you? Don't ask me any questions just yet. I'm just getting all my paperwork organised. Are you? That's okay. I'm getting just, my segues ready. I did it with Nick Bruning as well we and go. all this stuff. It's all happening tonight. Mm, mm. What's coming up? Well, tonight on the program, we yes. start at 8 o'clock. I know. And then the second hour of the program, we start at 9. Yes, and um, then there's a couple of other hours uh, that we do. Oh, sorry, you want to know what's on the show? Yeah, sorry, what is on the show? The, yes, our, here we go. Here we go. Our techie experts are in, uh, which yes. I'm looking forward to. Ash is uh, coming in to say, I think I can fix everything that you can turn on I and turn off again. I loved his analysis of Optus last week. Yeah, and you I know didn't what? Hear He's that. right. Uh, oh, well, no, you didn't. I'm mm. sorry. He, um, mm. he, he was spot on with what he said. Mm. Mm. Isn't it interesting how. Um, you know, uh, companies invest in companies, invest in companies. And well, unfortunately, yes. this is a major link in our communication He said that hardware. someone had disconnected Optus from the internet. Yes. And it would have been internal. Yes. And, of course, we've gone through the whole week and all the Did we get a full explanation of all of that? A very... Cumbersome it was vague, wasn't it? It was. Mm, but anyway. Um, we'll also talk about our carers in the community because I want to make sure that all the carers get a bit of TLC over the Christmas period. I think yes. that's a good call. Music challenge after 10 o'clock. And then later on tonight, maybe, just maybe, we'll do Quizimoto. We did it last night. It was very, very funny. Very you funny. did indeed. So just a bit of fun and madness coming after 8 o'clock. We that's start at okay. 8. That's okay. You do start at 8 o'clock. 
at eight o'clock he starts. Thank you. He he starts a lot earlier than that with us, but that's that's a story for another time. <laughs> I've made him laugh. There we go. He's in fine form tonight. He's got a fabulous crew with him, and I've got a fabulous crew. Thank you, Cadman and Kane. We'll be back on Monday at seven o'clock.